1: I'm not taking any questions.
0: Go ahead and get comfortable. I'm going to talk for a little bit.
1: You're listening to Cabbie Presents,
0: the podcast. Welcome, 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 welcome back to the Cabbie Presents podcast. A sincere thank you for the click, the download, the stream, and for hanging out for a few minutes or so. For those that found the podcast on the Book of Faces, the Gram, on Twitter, Or the TSN podcast page. I appreciate the time. I'll make it worth your while. I have a bunch of stories coming up with my guest who you've seen his name in the description. Before we get to that, a couple of stories I wanna share. During the most recent NBA All Star weekend in Los Angeles, I got invited to attend a charity basketball game at Jamie Foxx's house, the Oscar winning actor. In fact, I was asked to host the charity basketball game, which benefited uh, young kids with developmental issues. So I was I was excited, but a little bit nervous because I'm not really the best like live host. If you're from Toronto, you've experienced, a, and you've, you've gone to a Raptors game, you've experienced Mark Strong, who is one of the best in the world at live events. There's another guy who hosts um, programs on NBA TV Canada. Uh, Akil Augustine, he's amazing as well. And a friend of mine, Tyrone Edwards, they're all friends of mine, but also Tyrone Edwards. Um, he, I think tonight, he was hosting, he was opening a show for Division here in Toronto. Those three guys are amazing. Me, not so much. But alas, I went to Los Angeles anyway. Jimmy Fox lives in Thousand Oaks in a huge house. He's got a sick pool. My dude has a garage, which is like a recording studio. It's the size of a garage of like a three car garage. The dude has another like house on the property where it's just like a party party center. There's a bar. And then like down this hill, he's got like a secondary like parking lot is a full length basketball court. You know with the Under Armour sponsorship like it's legit and I was like I, when I got there I was like wow Jamie Foxx is. I mean I know he won an Oscar but like what's the movie that Jamie Foxx was in that got him like enough money to buy this place it's legit half of the participants in this basketball game are social media influencers And they're all under 25. So Anwar Hadid, whose sisters are Gigi Hadid and Bella Hadid, Niels Visser, um, there's uh, Josie Canseco, there's Madison Beer, and Yes Jules, who often brings influencers and brands together. There are also musicians and rappers playing in this game, like Chance the Rapper, Tyga, Wale, uh, who else was it? Mike Studd. And then there were legit athletes that came by. Hall of Famers, including Steve Nash, our future Hall of Famer, Terrell Owens. There was Todd Gurley, Des Bryant, who didn't actually play, but he he showed some love. He showed up. Joe Hayden and Johnny Manziel. So it was quite an eclectic group of participants in this charity basketball game it's very cool so we went there to interview jamie fox and i'm rolling with my producer dave Crix of like 10 15 years so i wrote way too much to introduce each participant in this game and i i i i soiled myself as far as my performance goes you know, some people just will say the names of a of a person, and like, oh, this person from Instagram, Instagram model, blah blah blah. But I, I did some research, and I wanted to give everybody their proper introduction. So I had like two or three lines, and just I lost the audience after about the f- fifth person. The AV system, the microphone was cutting in and out because I was too far away from, you know, the AV setup, which was under this tent. And I'm just going down in flames. It was terrible. You know, I prepared an intro for Ty Dolla Sign, but it was Tyga that showed up. So I'm like, as I see Tyga, I'm like, oh, man. And I don't really know that much about him except like Rack City. Um, So I tried to freestyle an introduction. That was awful. So I introduce everybody. Game starts. And this guy named Clipper Daryl takes over. And it's it's fun. Very competitive game. Um, the best athletes were, the best basketball players were Joe Hayden. Johnny Manziel could hoop. Uh, Mike Studd was pretty good. Terrell Owens dunked. Jamie Foxx hit maybe seven three-pointers. I mean, it's his home court, so he should be the Steph Curry of the game. And uh, I didn't get to interview Jamie Foxx. I went there to host this event and interview Jamie Foxx. At one time, yeah, I bugged him at like halftime. Half like, yo, Fox, you know, can you, you know, spare me a few minutes for uh, interviews? He's like, yeah, man, I'll be right back. Never came back. Saw him again like an hour later after the game. Fox, can I do an interview? And then he's like, yeah, oh, oh, give me two minutes. I waited for four hours. Jamie Foxx was gone. He disappeared into his giant house. And I'll say the one cool thing, I did go in the house looking for the dude at one point. I was like, man, I've been here for three hours. I got to see if I could just get some FaceTime with the dude and ask him. We could do a quick five-minute interview. Flew from Canada to interview this Oscar-winning actor, entertainer, musician. He's got a pretty dope awards case in his house, which is the size of... If you're if you think about like your elementary school classroom and you're looking at the blackboard, like the full wall is like the size of his awards case. And it's, you know, there's some NCAA sorry, NAACP image awards, there's some MTV awards. There um there was a Grammy, or maybe there was a couple of Grammys. There were some other awards from some um bodies that I didn't recognize but the awards themselves look pretty impressive like the physical awards and in the middle of the case like your sight line dead in the middle i'm sure it was measured that way the focal point you're just looking boom right in the center of the case was the oscar and it's got his it's got his name engraved in the bottom i don't know what they give you obviously i've never seen a, an oscar in real life but I don't know at the award show if they, when they present you with an Oscar, when you win one, if it has the inscription of, you know, the artist and the movie on it. Or if it's just blank and they give you the real one later. But um, it was pretty cool to see. I did, however, get a conversation with Des Bryant, who was awesome. I just kind of, you know, my man D had, uh, you know, prepared like this bag of tricks, this bag of props about, like, basically customizing your weekend basketball player. And Des Bryant, I found some sh- like old clips on YouTube of him hooping. Um, so he was there. He didn't play in the game, but he came a little bit later and was just shooting some baskets. So I interviewed him and he was great. I listen, I'm an Aaron Rodgers guy. That is my dude. That will be my dude from now until infinity. And the Dallas Cowboys are rivals of the Green Bay Packers. Which is to say, I wasn't ever really rocking with the Cowboys. But this dude was cool. So I'm still an Aaron Rodgers guy, and I'm not a Cowboys guy, but I will root for Des Bryant to have great games when they're not playing the Green Bay Packers. So in summary, I went to Jamie Foxx's house to host this charity event. I bombed. And my efforts in securing an interview with Jamie Foxx also bombed. A week before I went to Pebble Beach with the sole purpose of interviewing Bill Murray. He's a legend and he's legendarily recluse as far as interviews go. He might just pop up in real life and he's he's got he's achieved this cult status for just, you know, showing up at uh at a bar, he might be your bartender or like jumping in your your intramural softball game or your your ultimate frisbee game <laughs> in like Central Park. And he's been known to do these these little tricks with people. Because no one will believe the story. And that's kind of what makes him awesome. So my Pebble Beach. Legendary Pro Am tournament. It's beautiful. Fly to San Francisco, then drive to Pebble Beach. Met with the folks that Produce his clothing brand called William Murray. It's like golf clothes. It's it's cool. It's colorful. I wore a colorful shirt. Now on the day like that, uh, I think it was a Friday. Um, the amateurs get to play three rounds, I believe. And it was a pretty star-studded event. It usually is. But I was just there like just to get Bill Murray. And if I saw Aaron Rodgers, I would, you know, bombard him for an interview. So I see Aaron Rodgers first. Maybe 30 minutes before Bill Murray. Aaron Rodgers has played in the Pebble Beach Pro-Am several times in the past, and he was on the board, so I was like, oh, I gotta find my dude, Aaron Charles. So we track him down on, like, hole 16 as he's walking to hole 17, and he's playing with Larry Fitzgerald. Not having a great round, by his own admission. So as people are, you know, saying his name, or like, you know, I just say Aaron Charles, Aaron Charles, and he turns around. He's like, Cabby. So he walks over and give each other a big hug. I haven't seen him. Oof, man, I don't think I've seen him in like a year. Oh no, I saw him at the SP. So I hadn't seen him in like six months. And he's like, I turned around because no one says my name like that. I'm like, well, I call him, and even when we text each other, I, I refer to him as Aaron Charles Rogers. Or Aaron Charles. And he calls me Cabral. But anyway, so we talk. I'm like, yo, after you finish, you know, can you give me five minutes after you handing your scorecard? He's like, no problem. So he asked me how long I'm in town for. I'm like, "Ah, oh, well, I gotta I'm sticking around for a little bit, but I gotta head back to Los Angeles. So I gotta meet up with my lady, blah, blah, blah. So we do this interview, which will come out later, and he was he's just the best. Like we talked about like basically like in baseball, there's you are know, pimping home runs golf, you know, obviously there, there isn't quite the same exuberance in celebration, but he, he, we discussed certain ways where people can, you know, a little hat tip more than a hat tip, hat tip to the crowd. And he's just awesome. And then I, I like, after we finished our interview, I was like, Hey man, how much better of a driver are you now? And he started, he started chuckling and then we just came up with like another bit on the spot, which I'm excited to get to, uh, get to do and hopefully we can, but you know, as people know, he's dating Danica Patrick. It's now public, um, so this this may or may not include Danica Patrick. So then I'm waiting for Bill Murray. Half an hour later, he's on sixteen. Meet up with some folks that invited us down. They work for the William Murray Golf brand, and had a couple of drinks with them the night before. They gave me some of the clothes, and they had him prepped, Bill Murray before I was gonna ask him for uh, an interview. So his security guy, this guy, Chris, is like, you know, just approach him, just be respectful, introduce yourself, tell him where you're from, and then see if he'll do it. I'm like, all right, well, gotta give it a shot. You know, a shooter's gotta shoot his shot. So after he comes off, 18, I go up to Bill, and I say, hey, Mr. Murray, uh, my name's Cabby Richards, I'm from Toronto. Uh, I was wondering if after you hand in your scorecard and we were positioned like just maybe a hundred meters from the 18 on, on uh, the 18th hole and the players have to walk to this small house to hand in their scorecard. So I was like positioned in the right spot and it was kind of out of the way of public view. So we didn't feel like we were, we would be talking in front of hundreds of people. Introduce myself, tell them from Toronto and uh, he's like, yeah, uh, and he's kind of looking around like for his people. And maybe he got a nod, I'm not sure, from his guy, Chris, because Chris seemed to, I guess, validate me, I suppose. Um, he's like, oh, well, we can, we can do it right now. So then I immediately start to panic because in January, I, audition- or I interviewed David Beckham, who's an icon. A month later, I'm interviewing Bill Murray, who's also an icon. And obviously, they're different respective fields. So I'm like, oh, and I had to remember my first question, which I did. But it was like, you know, people ask me sometimes if I get nervous. And I do get nervous when I'm interviewing someone of tremendous status for the first time, even maybe the second time too. I'm a little more comfortable, but still get a little bit of uh, jitters. So and if the truth serum is in my my body. I feel like Bill Murray granted me the interview because there was no one else on that golf course that looked like me. You know, maybe it was because I was wearing a golf shirt from the collection or it was because I was just one of one in a sea of thousands that, you know, that one of these things don't look like the other. So the coolest part about this interview with Bill Murray is the moment where again, with the props, a moment where we had remixed his logo and we put it with the Wu-Tang colors and the Wu-Tang design aesthetic. So the Wu-Tang logo, as some people know, is the W. We flipped it upside down and we put in this sort of Japanese font the words Bill Murray. So when Bill Murray saw that and the smile on his face... It was the coolest moment, and it meant a lot to my man D, my producer Dave Cricks, because he's a huge Bill Murray fan, and I'm pretty sure DK came up with that, that part of the bit, uh, like remixing his, his logo into like other logos, so that was, that was very, very cool. So that interview, if you haven't seen it by now, check for it on tsn.ca, or just go to YouTube, you'll find it, it's uh, Cabby and Bill Murray, or I think it's uh, March 9th is when it comes out, so... Check it out. Hopefully you like it. And as you'll see at the end of the interview, I was invited to be a part of his new modeling agency called Midwestern Dadbods. Obviously, I'm a Canadian, but, you know, Midwestern Dadbods, that's right, that's uh, my constituency. So uh, look for some collaborations in the future. Okay, my next guest steps into the studio right now. In
1: the studio. and i remember this other time where uh, i used to always get on punishment and told not to use the phone you know i'm honest I, i'm i'm literally giving people a picture of what i went through at all aspects mm-hmm. of my life honestly almost anything goes it's amazing to you know to step into the ring with someone like like him who yeah. are you and where do you come from me i are
0: I've never met this man before, so I don't have a cool anecdote by way to introduce him. Our mutual friend Ryan Grant, however, of Grant's MMA here in Toronto, knows this man very well and describes him this way. Uh, he's unconventionally skilled and motivated outside of the octagon, but once he steps into the octagon, he transforms into a very talented fighter that wins in capital letters. Uh, in a man bun with the same na- namesake as the most important Bureau in sports, Elias Theodor. Oh my gosh, Theodoro!
1: You got it. You got it. You you, you cleaned it up. Yeah, <sighs> you got it.
0: Welcome to the Cabin Presents. No, podcast. my pleasure. I'm my such pleasure. an idiot. You Don't know what?
1: I was like, I, I lost confidence in saying
0: after I got to, when I got to Elias, and uh, then when it, when I like I read your name, I was like, oh, I'm leaking confidence, and then it came out, and I just sputtered all over myself.
1: To your defense, there's a lot of vowels in there, so I totally understand. I,
0: so how do you, how do your parents say your name?
1: Uh, Elias Theodoro.
0: Theodora. Okay. Yep. Just like that. Uh, so you are still actually, I know this is, okay, this is an audio medium for, so for most of the people listening to the podcast, they're listening. Uh, some people will see, uh, the video on like Instagram or maybe on YouTube or whatever, but you're still rocking a man bun.
1: Well, the best here in, uh, combat sports, the main event, trademark included, because I own that, <laughs> uh, is keeping his persona on. And now, you know, you never know.
0: I asked, uh, both, Our mutual friend, Neil, Neil Forrester and Ryan, I was like, when did he start growing his hair? Was it three, three or four years ago? So that was, so that's kind of at the peak of like hipster culture when dudes were were man bonds like popping up everywhere Mm -hmm. and then dudes with beards and all that. So, uh, and for some of us who, uh, sit on this, this, um, Unearned pedestal of judgment like myself when I was judging <laughs> hipsters in friggin Trinity Bellwoods Park where I used yeah, to yeah. live uh, Did where before you started growing your hair? Did you did any of that factor in your decision to grow your or just got lazy like oh, I'm just gonna grow it out
1: uh, get these you Super know, I, I kept on cut, especially when I started to mix martial arts. I kept on cutting it at a certain point, you know, when you get through that awkward stage. Mm. And then, you know, I grew my hair. I had my hair long because I, in a past life, I was a semi pro skateboarder. Um, so, you know, I was the, the guy that Avril Lavigne sang about in the song. Not literally, but just in just, figuratively. <laughs> but, <laughs> Wait, um, uh,
0: it's, was it called? What, Skater, Skater boy, boy? sexy later boy. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
1: But neither here nor there. <laughs> but, um, you know, at a certain point, I thought, you know, uh, I timed it in regards to a fight uh, when I had short hair and I said, you know, the next one will be when I have long hair. Um, and, you know, I, I, I love, uh, you know, the kind of the way it looks. So if it works. Why not? But, and also, uh, sorry to cut you off no. there, but the long-term goal is actually because again, I've made this, uh, you know, um, essentially, um marketing component of the best hair in combat sports. I own the trademark. Uh, the game plan is actually to donate my hair. Um, oh, I, oh yeah. sick. Yeah, so that's, that's uh, amazing. Uh, and uh, yeah, and all the different uh, sponsors and uh, endorsers that I do work with uh, collectively, the game plan is to actually raise a million dollars. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. And then insurance my hair for a million bucks, but it's neither here nor there.
0: <laughs> I met a guy once uh, who do- he grew his hair for two years just to donate it to like kids that. that uh, that can't grow their hair. Yep. Kids are going through uh, you know chemotherapy chemo, and, and yep. uh, cancer treatments and and whatnot. So that's that's incredible. Um, I know that you um acting is in your future or working in in film. I was thinking on the way here, I was like, is this dude putting himself trying to put himself unbeknownst to him in front of like. Benioff and Weiss the producers of Game of Thrones. (laughs) I know they're shooting. I just saw Maisie Williams who plays Aria She was on Kimmel like a week ago And she was she was kind of smiling that she knows how Game of Thrones ends. However, but they're making like standalone Seasons of the show with different characters, so they're still they're expanding the Game of Thrones universe I wonder if this is in like, you know all the contingency plan friggin 300 yeah. you know uh that this is part of the part of the process yeah. i feel like you're long a man game. with many plans long, 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 <laughs> yeah, yes, long game
1: as long as you're friggin well hair. and it also helps that I, what i've been told is i look like every beige character from disney <laughs>
0: <laughs> you really do
1: yeah, yeah Tarzan really with the hair right. uh, what's called uh, i can show you a whole new world but, aladdin and then uh you, everyone in between
0: there was a guy at my school who was like super effeminate but he had like the best voice so that dude and he had like and, and it was it was like almost like a lesson that I learned when I was like fourteen that this dude had the hottest girls in school. He was friends with like the hottest girl, and he could he would just and we weren't like a theater school, but he was like one of the stars of like the yep. theater program. So he had all license just sing, ah. bringing Aladdin and all these Disney songs in the hallway, and then break out and dance. He, well, and yeah, singing. he had he had, musical. Some, he had some moves. How's your singing though?
1: Uh, I have better been on in the show shower. again. I'm. I'm I- I will admit when I'm an amateur, but uh, you know, get a get a drink in, two, a drink or two in me, and uh, put me up in front of um, you know uh, a karaoke, and I can hold the tune and get some people singing and dancing.
0: Speaking of being on stage, I did uh, peep your inst- uh, your Twitter feed, ma- Twitter actually, and Instagram feed, and I saw that you did an uh, like a uh, amateur night yep. at Yuck Yucks, which is a comedy club or a series of comedy clubs here in Canada. Uh, how did that go for? Were you actually telling jokes with like beginning, middle, and end and like the structure? Did you, did you work on the structure of telling jokes or f- crafting a joke before you went on stage? Or were you just doing impressions of like family members to get laughs?
1: Well, no, I, I talked about where I kind of find myself in life. Uh, I'm trying to step out of my comfort zone. Obviously, um, as yours truly being the first ring boy, uh, which mm-hmm. we'll, we'll definitely talk about. Yep. Um, I, I did that as, uh, the breakout, uh, video for my youtube channel the main event trademark included and uh wait
0: do you always say trademark included no no i just do it that was just a <laughs> okay. running
1: gag now okay. i just got because cool. i still know they i know. saw
0: tm i saw the trademark the logo on, on on uh is either in, instagram. twitter or, yep. or instagram yeah so anyway
1: sorry main event uh, yes the main event um so the first video was ring boy which i also own the trademark um point being <laughs> uh no, I, I thought it was a great way to start a conversation and also, um, more importantly, get out of my comfort zone. Uh, one of the things that my first Ring Boy outing went, I was so concerned about, was not how I was going to do, but what other people thought. And, I, and I, the same thing happened with uh, my um, uh, essentially open mic. Uh, it's it's an honest conversation for five or so minutes. They didn't have the balls to take me off stage. But uh, <laughs> more importantly, uh, you know, uh, the opportunity to kind of get out of my comfort zone and, you know, really kind of take control of it, but be honest. I, I talk about the, you know... The okay, diff- wait, but when you're being honest, were
0: you funny or were you I, just I, like, or, uh, being like super uh, revealing? Like, well, 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 when I was 12, I was a bedwetter. Well, it
1: happens to the best of us. But yeah, try, uh, <laughs> yeah, you're looking at him. Uh, uh, recovered No, I, I talked about, you know, me being nervous even as a professional fighter, someone that, uh, you know, gets ready mentally, physically, and even sexually to defeat any man. Well, obviously not the latter, but my girlfriend appreciates the championship rounds. See, see, the man's got jokes. The man's got jokes. That's all I'm saying. I'm just kidding. I dude, get knocked out in a- the first round in the bedroom all the time, but she's a you know a true partner, and she'll tap me on the shoulder and say, "You're still a champ to me." So what I'm trying to say is I'm human, but the difference is when I you know in my job when most people have a bad day. They, uh, you know, go home and eat Rolos. I get my ass kicked on national TV and then go home and eat Rolos. What I'm trying to say is I love Rolos. (laughs) This is part of the act here. I I don't know if you know this.
0: (laughs) The the, the great thing about taking an L in the bedroom is, is... Everybody wins. Everyone wins. Every, I mean and it's the most pleasurable type of loss that any person can take.
1: Well, I, is I here truth be told, I've seen some very unsatisfied facial components oh, in regards yeah. to my wife, uh, my girlfriend. <laughs> my Freudian slip there. I hope she doesn't see that. <laughs> I expect a ring sooner than I than I anticipated.
0: <laughs> so did you um do you ever do impressions of your
1: Okay, so Frog Pug. here oh i don't normally take home a was g- <laughs> it no is it it's my favorite one i don't normally drink but when i do i take home a pig get it yes of course yes, nice yeah. but i didn't do that no <laughs> <Got> <laughs> the f- uh that's uh who's that
0: again it's that's Swedish uh, chef Sweetest chef yes there you go he's my favorite he always exploded yes. that part i had like i bought like a uh, uh when, when silver snail was still around in toronto it's like a comic book shop there was there were uh, toys, <laughs> toys for adults. I brought a like a. I have a Muppets. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh. No, it wasn't Swedish Chef. It was Beaker and Professor Bunsen. I okay. have like a little lab, yep. and he was he was he, he's the guy that always exploded. Yep. I mi- I missed up my uh, my Muppets. It's okay, it's a safe place. It is a safe place. It, it a safe place. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's very safe. How did you feel about you know stepping out of your comfort zone as and and was that was that part being. Uh, recorded for in the main event when yep, you were on stage. Yep. Oh. Probably, so um, we'll be able to see it yes, at some point. Yes.
1: Yeah. So there are some again, there are moments uh one of the really interesting things again is someone that puts himself out in such a, a vulnerable place already in regards to mixed martial arts and right, uh, you know of course. um the idea of performing on game day because you know it doesn't matter how good you were in a um you know a practice a month ago, it matters game day. Um, it's a real role reversal in regards to um kind of the entitlement the crowd has um, in the sense that I can keep a crowd engaged if I'm, you know, public speaking. But when you're on the stage, they're like, make me laugh, clown. Yeah. Right? So there's a little bit of that. Um, And also... Uh, just timing. I think there were a couple of moments where you know it's a little easier to, you know, uh, kind of figure out timing on a one-on-one conversation, but it's kind of hard to make sure that the guy in the back also heard it too. Yeah, yeah. Um, the- but you know, I got I got a couple of laughs. So I got a couple of claps. Um, I gave you some of the routine that I went through. <laughs> uh, it's, I got I got yeah, At least at least uh, your laugh approval. No, I so, did. I did. Um, I would I
0: would have laughed there. The championship rounds thing was yeah. Was so, it, but
1: again, I talk about my um my my first lesson in defeat. Uh, Came from my, um, uh, you know, I grew up on the mean street of Mississauga, and I was an undefeated high school fighter. And my whole identity was essentially, you know, I, you know, I used to be Mr. Beach Up and uh, take your girl or boy. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, point being, um, point, and that's again part of the act here. But uh, point being, uh, retired happily in a relationship. Uh no, but again, my first real loss uh came after my first university. Um when I came back and picked a fight with someone I shouldn't have. Um, oh, you're talking about like I took an L like in the street? Yeah, in the street. Oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, this time it was um, let me take you back. We were talking about 2010. It was the early uh in uh introduction of YouTube. So when someone told me, "Elias, I saw your last fight." Uh, and it was on YouTube. I hey, go, what the hell? Was on YouTube? I go, what the hell is YouTube? No. So being the worst employee at Footlocker, uh, what's it called? I ran in the back to go pretend, uh, I was looking for some shoes and just looking and lo and behold, I, along with 200,000 people, uh, have seen me take my first oh, loss. No. So my whole identity up until this point is king of the burbs on yeah, the street, yeah. on the mean streets of Mississauga. So. Uh, what's it called? My daddy's That's very devastating. He, yes. I've been in many house party fights, you know, undefeated. <laughs> the hundreds of people that have seen me undefeated. And then after my first university, I take my first major L and it's gone viral. What the hell is viral? Right? So um, you know, it was at the same time I was enlightening my mind through university and I talked to my father, he's very stoic, and he's like, you know, well you love that UFC stuff. Why don't you make sure you never lose again? And I go, Genius, I'm gonna learn some things and beat this guy up. But I obviously didn't do that. I found more enlightenment in regards to again body and mind, and I became the person that you see today. Oh, well, so what school did you go to? Metaville? So wait, 2010? Were you in uh, high school? Or were you in university? I just finished. Um, I just finished my first year of university. So 2000 in uh, like nine, going into 2010, I finished uh, high school, and then after. So what school were you at? Meadowvale. Is, is a Mediville High School. Yep. MDV represent. Okay. okay. So, yeah, that's, <laughs> so you were like 18
0: or something yeah, 18, like that? 18, yeah, that's 18, uh, that's
1: a, that's a 19.
0: That's a tough age to take an l too. yeah And then have it be recorded on the internet. Even though I love... <laughs> Worldstar used to do these monthly yes. compilations yes. of like fight videos that were like 18, 19, 20 minutes. I would watch those in bed, just having the best of, by myself. It's like some version of yep. schadenfreude where, yeah, you're, yep. where you take pleasure yep. in other people's yep. pain. And uh, and man, I, maybe I even saw you and, and inadvertently... I didn't know it was you but I enjoyed <laughs> yeah. however that that footage looked I enjoyed that moment you know 8 or 10 seconds like the final moment yeah, of yeah, the yeah. fight or whatever so
1: like again I was again Sean Floyd uh, same idea I love that stuff and then I became one essentially you know what I mean love memes and now I'm a meme essentially <laughs> right. right yes <laughs>
0: you are a meme before you be, before exactly. memes were a yeah, thing yeah exactly
1: so um, you know Uh, it was a learning lesson, and that's what I kind of talk about. Like, why, even though me as a mixed martial artist is terrified of you know, jumping on stage, but um, one, it's a lot better than getting punched in the face, and two, um, (laughs) you know, I've already lost in such a, you know, debilitating way that it could have happened. In in reality, I was able to learn from it, and that's the overall kind of uh, thought process in regards to mixed martial arts and, and the way you're supposed to carry yourself. It's not a loss. It's a learning lesson.
0: I would be remiss if I didn't ask you this question. What was her name?
1: Well, whose? Uh
0: the person you guys were fighting over.
1: No, no, there wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't actually a uh, a girl at all. Listen, it, dudes,
0: we all we fight about no. women and if someone you mentioned Foot locker, if someone scuffs your sneakers, yeah, yeah, yeah. you could, like you, you you might put some hands on like exactly. if, certainly if someone does it like and it offers no the, apology and is very like flagrant about it like Oh, I had to catch myself once. I probably would have took an L, and it would have been on someone's phone. I I wouldn't have this job now, but, oh, there was a time. I was heated. Someone, I feel was so flagrant, just like scuffing someone's sneaker. Yeah, like. no, it, it okay, so just, what happened in that yeah, particular yeah. fight?
1: So I was at a, a bar, and basically someone picked a fight with one of my friends who wasn't a fighter in any capacity, okay. right? Although I would even argue I'm a lover, but, you know, everyone's got their price. <laughs> that, that's true, truly. But um, point being, uh, you know, I, I was... Uh, a lot drunker at the time than I I realized, and I picked a fight with someone I should have. He was the local drug you should dealer. Have yeah, because he was completely sober. I was not. Uh. So I I literally went to um you know we we started pushing and arguing. We got kicked out, and we were about to fight with no training at all. I went for a Superman punch. Uh, slip, fell, kicked me right in the face. Oh! <laughs> I get up like the inebriated, incredible Hulk. I rip off my shirt. And, oh, you did? Yeah, man. Obviously, there's this big half-half naked man running after him. He jumps into a cab. I jump on the cab and start like stomping away. Let him out. Let him out. He drives off. I slip. I fall. Knocked out cold. I wake up. And then look at my face. Oh, good. There's no, there's no, uh, you know, no marks or whatever, whatever. I go to work and I'm like, you know, worst employee at Foot Locker ever. Uh, I'm telling my friends, like, you guys will not have to believe it. Uh, what, you guys will never believe what happened. And every once in a while, some jerk will be like, can I get a size eight? And i would be like, shut up. I'm busy. But, <laughs> 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 but, no, um, and again, it was. So wh-
0: what part in the video, it's the kick is what scene? Or are
1: you falling off oh, the taxi? No, no, they don't. Is they don't see the taxi part, thankfully. Oh, again, that would have been a lot more, a lot more. Oh, um, but, uh, no, they just speak basically see this drunk idiot at 18 or uh, eighteen nineteen rip off his, sh- uh, try to Superman punch, fall. The guy kicks him in the face. That's, I'm that guy. <laughs> I, <laughs> I get up. That guy I, being me. <laughs> that is me. Uh, what's it called? I, I go for a swing, or what's it called, I run after him rather, and then uh, it, it just stops. So it was like an eight second it was all caps, boot to face. And oh, it was just man. the title alone. I'm like, oh, oh, have, oh been, that have, hurts have, my heart. Exactly, i have oh, embarrassed family home and abroad. It's <laughs> my heart. Um,
0: a question about uh, your sport or the organization which you fight in, which is the mm-hmm. UFC. Why is there so, okay, 2017 you had three fights. Yep. 2016, I believe there was one fight. Mm-hmm. And w- were there fights that were outside of that uh Lee, I don't know, league organization? No,
1: no, there so, isn't. So the best way to, uh, to remember it... Um, uh UFC is to MMA as NHL is to, uh, hockey, hockey, right? You can't go outside of the NHL, right? Okay. So it's the same idea, uh, unless you get the pink slips and that's not a good, uh, that's not a very good look. But, um, no, it just really depends. Um, I think, uh, if we're going to be completely honest, uh, the the position from where I find myself from 2016 to 2017 was actually a re, um, kind of reinventing myself in regards to, uh, going back to the, you know, my roots as an advertiser and I've been able to now uh now guns are blazing out in 2018 rebrand myself and kind of have a lot of things a lot of pots kind of going okay, and okay. uh you know beyond my my fighting now as a, a ring boy I have my first uh, feature film which I'm the lead and also executive producer what's it called it's called last hit it's a working title wait last
0: hit hit okay. last hit and yeah, uh, I right. play an
1: MMA fighter huge stretch <laughs> um and I basically <laughs> get injured and it actually has a co- uh, it starts the conversation of what happens to athletes after athletics? And what if that's a lot sooner than you realize? Yeah, so for do, so many people exactly. it is. Yeah. So I become an MMA fighter. I'm an MMA fighter who gets injured and I reinvent myself through competitive video gaming. And really? it, it's, it's, a, it's a working title because we're talking to a certain couple of trademarks. Capcom! But, um, <laughs> but uh, basically, uh, if all goes well, uh, it will be retitled uh, a specific video game right. that everyone Wait, loves. The but right. Yeah. it's like Street Fighter. I'm,
0: I'm trying to remember the music, and then the logo comes up at the beginning, and then I was always well. The you're green looking guy. at
1: Vega, if all goes well. <laughs> no you don't want to be Vega I or mean, Dan yeah, the you, other option is Dan because Dan, again the whole idea is I. I you, you cool. could pull off Vega and be very theatrical
0: and then you know have the mask and yeah. a cla- I think you had claws right yeah. tell me about okay you're just um segueing into Ring Boy yes as we're yes. Octagon now to the ring and you've already done one of these
1: yep. I did it at a, uh, a regional show called MFL um, here in the GTA it was in uh, Montreal in Montreal so, oh yeah because um, you're you're training at TriStar yep, now right I bounce back and forth okay. um, so so again uh, at, Grants, at Grants too. and then also um, at uh, um, uh, what do you call it TriStar and then Titans as well but uh, no uh, again it, it was an opportunity for me to you know kick the door uh, uh Wide open with my first video and in a way to do, you know, what I'm trying to do uh, in regards to getting myself out of my comfort zone. But more importantly, start a conversation. And the conversation I'm trying to have is that the, in the true pursuit of equality, the answer is more, not less. And uh, one could look at uh, specifically uh, in UK where this this, you know, and you guess new profession, has been getting a, a lot of uh, traction in UK. Oh, really? Men be, are,
0: do, are, are being ring holders No, no, they card. actually removed oh. women
1: as ring card holders, okay. for, for all Formula One and yes, all dark. Yes, I saw that, I saw right? that Formula One for so, sure. Um obviously, um, when I did the video, the, the first video in regards to my, um, uh, what do you call it, YouTube channel, uh, Ring Boy, Uh, The whole (laughs) idea was done in a, you know, classy, professional, but still fun way. Like, I'm not trying to, you know, um, make fun of the females that have the job. In fact, I'm trying to show that, you know, someone that is... Not going to take himself too seriously. Have fun while he's doing it. And, uh, you know, uh, it's not going to be told by, told by anyone else. He can't do it because <laughs> I dare you to tell him to. <laughs> no, uh, point being, uh, when I finished the video, I took it to, uh, Shannon App, which is the president of Invicta, which is an all female fight league. Okay. And I, and I basically said, um, you know, started the conversation. What do you think? And I would love to make this uh, a real thing at your organization. And she jumped on it. Uh, again, we're going to do it in a very classy way with, Athletic shorts, and I'm going to have like a robe like this, which you know still presents the assets. Uh, but wait, are you going to be shirtless so you can see your, but, but you're going to see, you see the up. pecs and, and yeah, the, exactly, and the exactly, abs. Yeah, exactly, you exactly. got to exactly. see the work that yes. you've been putting you gotta, in. Yeah, i going to get in the best sh- sh- shape ever. Uh, the whole actual again, bringing it back to the brands that I work with, my supplement company and uh, food nutrition uh, for food company that I work with. The the whole campaign for this is performance and show. Because I'm doing both that's <laughs> the <of> both worlds. <laughs> but again it can't turn it off but <laughs> I, I
0: think, yeah, which is our it's to our benefit because yes. it's highly enjoyable <laughs> are you are you um so the YouTube channel is it the main event or is it Ring Boy? It's
1: the main event. Main so event the, is the so main events than uh, the first one that uh, that came out. My open mic will be the next one. Um I have a you know there'll be training in between. I also have a, a next the next venture that I plan on doing is actually it's going to tackle bullying and trolling oh, okay. online. Uh I you know as someone that is putting himself out there in a non-traditional way, obviously there's some haters and some r- Russian bots that are you know definitely uh, coming <laughs> so my many way. Bots. So many Russian bots. So many bots. Bots, <laughs> so man. many bots, but um, no, uh, you know it's still seventy percent positive and thirty percent negative, and even with the the ten percent, it, it's really weird with just the way social media is, and you know you can uh, interact with people that you didn't think that you would. And and part of this is the weird part where someone will, you know, say a derogatory thing to me and I'll be like, hey, and I'll try to like, you know, kill him with kindness. And he goes, oh, I just didn't think you would even answer. Oh, I'm yeah. actually a huge fan, but you know, I just wanted your attention. Yeah. And I like hate there's, that there's, too. Yeah. It's the weirdest thing. It it's is. the weirdest thing. Again, it's in that instant uh, gratification we all have. That yeah. if we didn't answer him in a day or two. Now we're the worst enemy because totally. with love, there is love and hate are the same emotion, but flipped. Ooh, that's interesting. Getting deep here.
0: No, that's interesting. I don't. I don't know if I agree with that. I. Uh, but that's part of. But a, in
1: positive negative, because again, it just goes back to if you if you want to extrapolate in regards to light and dark, light is nothing more than uh, dark is nothing more the absence of light and vice versa. That
0: I agree with. But love and hate, like people, like.
1: But not to passion. get not to
0: get too serious,
1: but like, people mm-hmm. die out of hate. People die out of love, too. Do they? Yeah, people sacrifice themselves in regards to someone that they care about all the time. Man, this is not I'm Romeo sure. and Juliet. And I mean, Although d- you <laughs>
0: might look like William Shakespeare, he may have looked like you, you know, in I'm 15, a composite, yeah. the 1530 or whenever he, he lived in England. But, uh, man bun
1: and off. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, to man bun or not to man bun, that is the question.
0: I, you probably did have one. <laughs> yeah, he had some locks for sure. Your locks are, are quite impressive. I didn't want to make this so, solely about your hair because so many people ask you about your hair, but it's quite, it's quite impressive. Well, thank like, you. Now that your, your, your energy has, is in so many different directions, you're making your own content, you're speaking, you know, you might be doing like a anti-bullying campaign, you have, you're still training and, and then you have this other movie on the side. So when will you fight again? For the people that know you primarily as a UFC Mm -hmm. fighter or MMA fighter, um, is there a date on the horizon or is there are you guys uh, is there a conversation towards like the next time you'll appear in the octagon yep. or do you have to go do all this stuff first and then we won't see until friggin' November of 2018 or December the December 30 card or whatever the UFC always has right before New Year's Eve I'm a,
1: many, I'm a man of many hats More. although contractually I can't wear any thanks to Per Plus but point being <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> is that real? yeah oh, you're a Per Plus okay yeah, yeah you're, I'm you're North a brand- American brand
1: ambassador oh, for Per Plus the original makes, two-in-one makes and still sense.
0: the best makes Total
1: sense. <laughs> so, um, point being, uh, my next fight will probably be in April or May. Um, you know, of this year. Yeah, this year. There, you know. Again, uh, there's 24 hours in the day, and I'm a professional mixed martial artist for at least two to four of them each and every day. Um, and I love my job. So um, I, I got into mixed martial arts, obviously, in a non-traditional way, but I fell in love with it because of the true pursuit of the fighter's journey. And I get to do that, you know, whether it's training in Montreal or fighting all over the world uh, and learning from everyone. Uh, no one has a monopoly on talent, uh, you know, I- information, passion, etc., etc. And I just want to learn from everyone everyone because it's all about the journey
0: so uh the gym in montreal tri-star you also mentioned titan TriStar. its most famous athlete is george yep. yes. and then
1: rory mcdonald more recently
0: uh, also, is also a TriStar. Yep. and then uh and then so you you were you started at grants mma here in toronto yep. i still
1: May- i still train there um again with mixed martial arts it's all about learning from everyone and um part of uh the capacity of um uh, at grants is the idea. I don't want to be the best in the room, right? You want to get out of your your comfort zone and you want to get in oh. front of people that you've never met before. And and Tristar is one of those gyms that um, has you know harnessed the idea of the fighter's journey and it has a very open door policy. So you know I'll get prospects from all over the world. There'll be a, you know uh, an eight to zero guy from Germany, uh, an amateur from Sweden, and you get to break your toys. They go home and they come back again. <laughs> I'm half kidding about that. <laughs> Obviously, I'm a good training partner, but um, <laughs> the most important thing is. Um, getting to learn and uh, you know um, the, the idea of uh, a plateau is very real uh, in many regards.
0: So um, what would so you fight at one eighty five and happy weight right now? Yeah, you're you are. Oh, <laughs> dude, I've been living happy weight. I'm about <laughs> two fifty, but uh, oh I need to I need to trim down. I need to go on like just start like drinking hydroxy cut <laughs> with my friggin uh, Captain Crunch. Um, what would be like? because uh George St Pierre is an icon in Canada and he 's revered in that world i mean like and being another canadian is there like a is there like a thing about you know if if you went on a, on a roll you won two three, four fights in a row, and then you 're elevating you 're moving up the rankings. And I don't know, say for some reason GS or, you know, GSB comes back. Would it be disrespectful to challenge George or to, to put it out there that you would, even though you'll, f- you'll probably fight anybody because you have a certain fearlessness about you. And obviously you take your training very seriously. Um, but if that was a real thing, could, uh, a real prospect of a fight, could that happen?
1: Well, obviously everyone has a price, <laughs> but, um, uh, I think with George specifically, it comes to where his actual um, you know, hierarchy in regards, not even hierarchy, uh, rather, um, you know story arc is he's more looking for uh certain types of fights that you know one pay what he thinks he's worth sure, and sure. two uh you know will get the certain garner the certain hype uh, i think he's not looking at yours truly in middleweight he's looking at someone uh the name of connor mcgregor and you know finding somewhere in between to meet because that's where all the money's is oh yeah
0: that's that's, so, that's mcgregor's a, he fights at 150 155, but and he also
1: th- fight at 170. Oh, to uh, again, fight Nate like, Diaz
0: or whatever? One of the Diaz mm-hmm. brothers? Yeah. I don't think I have that right. Do I have that right? Did, yeah, they, no, fight one se- did yeah, they fight Nate, at
1: 170? Yeah, because it was a last-minute fight, and then uh, basically... Uh, the first you know, one or the in. second one was a The last first one, one was a last-minute fight. Um, so his opponent was injured, and that was... Um, it was Dos Años? Dos Años? Yeah. yeah, Dos Años. Yeah. Um, and basically, there was an opportunity for Nick Diaz, and you know, when they called him, he said he was basically on a, a yacht in Mexico having a, a Mai Tai, and they're just like, yeah, this is the one we're gonna get. This is the guy. <laughs> and then it didn't work out, because, you know. Cause Nate won that fight. Yep, yeah, again, yeah, 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 A lot of, so, Vince McMahon, when, uh, he first took a, a look at, um, mixed martial arts in the UFC, he kind of laughed at it, because you can't control the, the outcomes, stars yeah. you can't control the stars so he never because again the one of the the rumors is that he was going to potentially buy it years ago before the fortinas yeah, well no i think somewhere in between oh but okay I, I don't exactly know don't quote me on that okay but um i don't want anyone to be like fake news
0: <laughs> so <laughs> point being, well Listen, this, this is a fact
1: free <laughs> podcast is, is,
0: <laughs> so you're, you're all truthful
1: good. hyperbole <laughs> yes, exactly <laughs> so, so Point being, um, no, that, again, as much as they want to nudge it in a direction and they would love for someone like, uh, you know, uh, Nate Diaz potentially to fight Woodley and then <sighs> Nate fighting or winning, and then there's Conor McGregor potentially being the 145, 155, 170 champion, and then you have, lo and behold, the you know the, the the kingpin of 170 come out, and, and if Pierre. if McGregor wins, then he can say that he was also technically the rightful heir of the 185 because George just won that. Right, be best. Babe. So then there's wow. four. Then there's four. Could but again, there's a lot of there's a lot of that Game of Thrones thing we were talking about. Yeah, with a no lot doubt. Of long <laughs> game. <gang. not>, no <laughs>
0: doubt. Oh my gosh, that'd be crazy. But Woodley would have to lose, which I don't.
1: Yeah, see. exactly. He's he's. That guy's good. thighs, dude. That's, he like oh my I feel God. like he
0: could he could squat a uh, friggin' uh a Hummer. Like the dude is like he's got like NFL player exactly. friggin' thighs. And he like. could be
1: from here to here in an instant and in, with a fist out in front of you the whole time.
0: <laughs> okay, so I was watching The Bachelor last night with my girl. Okay? Yep. Uh and um I was thinking about the process to get on that show and it being one of the more famous reality shows. Uh now in the now, in the world of sports reality shows where you actually have to have talent in order to win, you had the talent, you had the drive determination, all those wonderful things to win the uh, UFC, the the, the Ultimate Fighter Nations Cup? No. Yep. What yep. was it called? The
1: Ultimate Fighter Nations. I was the first Canadian to win that. The so. first Canadian to win yep. that. So uh, being a guy that was
0: uh, a little bit of a knucklehead at Meadowvale mm-hmm. and then deciding, okay, I'm going to pursue this. Uh, le- legitimately, and I'm going to uh, clean up some of the you know the the party stuff, which is the most fun. But anyway, uh, <laughs> we'll work
1: hard, play hard. J-
0: exactly, yeah. Uh, I I only I only <laughs> play hard. Uh, so what what was the like? Was there an audition process, or how do you get on that show's radar, and then you then became the champion of that show?
1: Yeah. Well, uh, do you remember it's, at that time? Yeah, it's open to all all that have a you know three three or more fight career then you have to be in a positive like for the most part you have to have like you know a winning record. Winning record? Um, you know, I was eight and oh at the time nice. and we're in Canada. So, you know, again, I can I can fight and I, you know, didn't look half bad uh for the ratings. So they're like, well, this sounds seems like a good idea. Obviously there's a process in between and uh we're not allowed talking about that because uh there's also a five million dollar non-disclosure. What do you mean? It's five million dollar non disclosure. I can't talk about certain things on the show? Yeah, there's certain things I can't talk about. Okay, fine. But it's either here, no, but, no, but more okay. importantly... Um, Does that you know, have I to do the, the uh, audition process? Or, yeah, no, yeah, but again... Or talking about if, like... All of the when above. When you want to... Well, yeah. <laughs> all of the above. Now I'm nasty. Now yeah. I want to unpack that. Like, oh, <laughs> exactly. so what is this little... <laughs> we want to go down <laughs> no, that little no, tunnel. But, no, but um, the, the, the thing with that is, like you said, knucklehead, I, I actually got to... My word, not your so, word. No but, no, but I'd like to say that I was on the show with 15 other like-minded knuckleheads yeah. who were trying to, you know, uh... uh Achieve the dream in, in, in a, a, you know, um, almost of, a, if we're going to go on the reality-based thing, it's a, a big brother with punching and kicking and the <laughs> ultimate uh, opportunity True, yeah. to uh, get a, you know, uh, no, no, no bragging here, but a six-figure contract with the UFC <laughs> uh, and uh, set myself in history. And fun fact, I actually uh, didn't work out with timing, but I was actually asked at one point to uh, be a part of um, uh, the Bachelor Canada and bailed on it. Fun fact on top of that, my girlfriend was actually the one that, she was dating um, the one that they went with before she dated me. So my girlfriend actually dumped the Canadian bachelor. Oh, uh, the, he's a restaurateur now, I think. No, not the. I don't Brad think the last Smith? one. Brad Smith? Not that one. No, there's the, the guy like after three. him? Yeah, there's three of them. Okay. Uh, but anyway, so like the second one, Mr. Mr. Runner-Up. But okay. uh, what's it called? She broke up with him just before she met me. And we both like that weird six degrees of separation. Wow. I was one, in the running for Bachelor Canada, and my girlfriend dumped the eventual Bachelor Canada. You probably so would never met her. won Bachelor Canada. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: you did, yeah. In a way, you did. Yeah. <laughs> Many hats. Yes. Wow, man. <laughs> There's like seven different things that you do. Um, that's very cool. That's very cool. So wait, you're you're still with your lady now? Yeah, yeah. three years. And this this is the lady, uh, the young lady that you were in Amazing, Amazing race, race, Canada race with. North? Yes. That's got to that's gotta put a, a relationship to like such an extreme. But if test. we can make that, if we can I make guess it's true. That's true.
1: <laughs> she doesn't make fun of me too much. And, fun fact with that, um, that was actually the uh, largest, and I'm pretty sure it still is, largest non uh, sports broadcast in Canadian history. And I was directly responsible in regards to marketing for an up upswing of 20%. Really? So, even when I'm last, I'm first. <laughs>
0: Right. And that certainly applies to those championship rounds that you mentioned. Yes, yes. (laughs) You mentioned earlier. Yes, baby. And with with your last, if you're last, you're definitely first. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, I don't know why I just took that (laughs) turn. But anyway, you know, listen, I'm, I'm a recovering dirtbag. That's really uh, what I'm, uh, what I'm trying to say. Okay. So, uh, the next time we could see you, uh, publicly, uh, other than, uh, here at TSN, uh, you know, and you're doing various interviews and stuff is, uh, is it March 24th is when... Yeah, uh, March 24th, at is Victa
1: 28 in Salt Lake uh, City. Uh, so,
0: oh, and Victa is it a North American league? Or, a, and and can, specifically and more in Mar- that general
1: area, but okay. it's, uh, it's streamed uh, live on uh, Fight Pass, which is actually the largest, uh, one of, if not the largest, uh, stream-based uh, subscriptions. Okay. So uh, hundreds of thousands of people will see me uh, make my ring boy debut at a Victa and uh, looking to have a good time while doing it.
0: So will you be doing crunches up until like... If the show starts at seven, will you be doing crunches till about like six fifty five, six fifty seven, six fifty eight? All day, every day. And, and you're just gonna be eating th- cherry tomatoes, water. Exactly. Yeah, well, and, there's, like, there's a little chickpeas. bit more. Of a, this
1: is a little bit more of a regimen to it. <laughs> Obviously, I am very lucky with uh, both my sponsors uh, in regards to supplements and uh, meal prep, uh, and they're gonna get me ready for both performance and show. And uh, uh, I'm gonna, you know, train to be in the best shape of my life to, you know, you know. To make my debut to make sure that it's a reoccurring gig nice. um, and more importantly uh, leverage that off into my or you know slingshot that off into my next fight which will probably be the month or the month after that
0: so when can we so there's nothing concrete yet but when can we expect an announcement after you said
1: it's looking a, like a, it's looking like in about a week or two I'll be able to talk okay, about awesome. a fight um, but I'm uh, April, May wink, wink, nudge, nudge <laughs> again non-disclosure things <laughs>
0: There's so much I want to talk to this man about, but so much I cannot talk to this man about because he's got 17 NDAs floating out there. Uh, but it was it was a pleasure talking to you uh, about the stuff that I can talk to you yeah. about. And uh, you have a fan here, and I'm sure as you uh, as more and more people get to know you and experience you, you'll have more legions of fans. So wish you nothing but the best, my friend.
1: And right back at there, at you. It's a pleasure.
0: Thank you, man. Thank you, Elias Theodoro. You got it. Did I get the- yeah. no I didn't Elias <laughs> Theodoro. There you go. Boom. I'm Cappy Presents.
1: Thank you for listening to Elias Theodoro. This was Cappy Presents, the podcast.